I was at the Smoothie King Center last night, and it was not rocking. So. Willing to rewatch a movie. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Quick, quick, quick. Small three banana. Please don't aggregate this. Lillard, long range three. Ah! Their defense is atrocious. I'm sort of the rock star. Right on the cowboy. People. Tiso is the official watch of the NBA. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows how I feel about aggregation. I'm oddly intrigued by neck tattoos. You know, we love China. We love no playing there. It comes a dunk. Shut up and listen. You think you're better than me? Bye. Welcome back to Swish FM. Chris Mundelkin and Ben Crab. Ben, the NBA is uh, all over the place right now. Ugh, um, yeah. Every day it's something new. Just when you think you have a handle on the league, it does a complete 180. Yeah. Um, one day you're atop the division. The next you're just, you know, focusing on the draft and getting ready for a rebuild. Yeah. Uh, what a time to be a fan of the association, Ben. How's your week been going? And uh, it's great to have you back on the airwaves as always. Thank you for having me, Chris. Uh, it's wonderful to be here. I am a little apprehensive uh, for what you have in store for me this episode. Um, I feel a little... I feel a little uh, naked, kind of exposed. Um, I don't have my my whammy security blanket here with me. That's right. Uh, today. That's right. So, um, but you know, I'm I'm just going to submit um, to you and your authority um, as the as the moderator, as the manager um, uh, of our of our show here. So I um, I trust that I am in. In good and uh, and safe safe hands uh, with yes. you, Ben. We've got a ton to unpack. I'm a yeah. little nervous that we won't even get to it all, so I'm just gonna really push us on the pace uh, mm. today. Yeah, um, we gotta keep an eye on that clock for sure. None this of time. this uh, dribble out the clock, whammy ball nonsense mm, today. Mm-mm. It's about pace and space, <laughs> uh, Ben. Sharing the rock, you're gonna drive, <laughs> penetrate, and kick. Uh, yep. Keep the ball moving, Ben. <laughs> right. All right, are you ready to uh, dive in head first here? Mm-hmm. All right, so what we're going to do basically today is uh, basically catch up. Uh, you know, a yeah. lot has happened in that the sounds, last week sounds good. or so in in NBA uh, news. So we're going to do a little what we call a Swish FM roundtable here, mm. just kind of catch up on the the big stories of the last week or so. And Ben, um, it's been a couple days now, but it would we would be remiss if we did not unpack Robert Sarver, oh Ben. Boy. Robert Sarver, as, Item first number reported, one. <clears throat> yep, as first reported on Swish FM a few weeks ago, ESPN's mm-hmm. Baxter Holmes recently published a story based on interviews with more than 70 current and former Suns employees who described a toxic and hostile workplace during the 17-year tenure of owner Robert Sarver in Phoenix. Ben, the allegations run the gamut from uh, Robert using the N-word in front of coach Earl Watson as well as at least half a dozen Suns staffers, Starver using the N-word to explain his hiring of Lindsey Hunter over Dan Marley as head coach in 2013, demanding Earl Watson fire his agency, Clutch, over his anger at Rich Paul, who was negotiating a contract at the time with Eric Bledsoe, Robert Sarver's disdain for organizational diversity because it uh, created, quote, um, lack of agreement 
as well as cultivating um, a culture and climate steeped in misogyny, harassment, intimidation with sexually suggestive and inappropriate comments coming from managers and directors. Uh, One former female marketing executive said, quote, I think as a woman, when we come into sports, unfortunately, we are resigned to the fact that we'll be sexually harassed at some point. But the part of that was worst for me is the verbal abuse and the feeling that I was not human. Um, One woman uh, was repeatedly asked how many members of the staff that she had slept with. She found it pretty strange because she had never slept with anyone on the staff, but this one male uh, coworker kept insisting she did and kept asking about the size of another coworker's penis. Again, she had no idea. Uh, Sun's HR, Ben was uh, worse than useless. They were effectively cops for Robert Sarver, so speaking to them was actually that's, dangerous. That's, that's weird to me because I feel like yeah. usually HR departments are, uh, are, are so, so effective yeah. at... at uh, uh, advocating for the uh, the interests of uh, of the workers, no. you know. I, I no, mean, in this case, it's 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 human resources, and I right. thought that the hu- that the humans were the employees of the company. Well, you you're mistaken, Ben. In this case, yeah. it was it was actually dangerous if you spoke oh. to HR because they would uh, oh, actually hmm. snitch on you. Back to Robert oh. Server. Hmm. Yeah, the whole thing, the whole report was really bad. Um, one thing is more depressing than another. Um, there were a lot of people who did go on record for the story and. You know, I sense the reason for that is because they didn't, they don't have the means to fight back once their names are publicly smeared. Um, One former female marketing executive described sitting in meetings with senior team leaders and hearing sexist remarks about, you know, women and the need to have them wear low cut tops at at team events. Uh, Another woman described being so spiritually broken that she contemplated suicide. Another remembered Robert Sarver telling a basketball operations staff that uh, the Suns needed to start having local strippers impregnated by NBA players so uh, players would feel inclined to to sign with the Suns in free agency because they had kids in the area. Uh, there's a story about Robert Sarver pantsing a 25-year-old employee named David Bosgan at a company event for the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge, which Robert Sarver admitted to. And uh, after the incident, an HR rep said to the kid, please don't sue us for sexual harassment, to which he said, I had no idea what to say. What does a 25-year-old say in that situation? They just say, okay. And he told Baxter Holmes later, I was shell-shocked. And as I've thought about it more every year that it's gone by, uh, it makes me angrier that I didn't come forward about it. My power was minimal in that situation. And... uh, I, he was just an account executive, and he said, quote, I felt um, as if I, if I would have said something, I would have been blacklisted from the industry. Anyway, Ben, this is a very long roundabout way of saying, um, what was your reaction when you heard this report come out? How did you digest it? Uh, do we think this is the end for Robert Sarver and the Suns? Why? Why not? How is the situation similar, different than the uh, Donald Sterling situation with the Clippers? Um, I mean... Yeah, it, it's it's not not great. Um, I uh, admit that I haven't actually read the full Baxter Holmes piece. It was it's like long. I mean, yeah, it's, it it's was very long. Yeah, it yeah. took me multiple subway trips. Like, because also it's just so depressing that it's like, you know, the first three paragraphs are like, okay, I get it. Like, he's 
it's terrible. He's terrible. Everything is bad. And then right. you understand that the report itself is so incredibly long <laughs> and it yeah. just gets worse and worse. Right. I so mean, I don't blame I, you for not wanting to read it. I, it's not that I didn't want to. I, I have it open and I've been like right. meaning planning on it, uh, but I have had a, a very small amount of time, free time this week, um, which is a dumb excuse. But um, yeah, I mean, it's also just incredibly dark and depressing. And um, I don't know if it's going to be the end of his ownership reign. Um, you know, the the one major difference that everyone points to with the Donald Sterling, you know, affairs that there were, you know, actual audio tapes, evidence of Sterling, whereas this is just taking the word of many, many, many employees um, of, of, uh, of Sarver's. Um, and so I don't know. I don't know if that's, if it's enough, if the pressure is going to, you know, be enough to, to remove him. I don't know what kind of power, you know, Adam Silver has in this situation, if he's going to flex the kind of power that he did in the, you know, Sterling case where he just like came right out basically and was very, very forceful. Has he, has Silver made any kind of comments on the record about it yet? They're in, they're investigating the Suns, you know, right. It's just kind right. of just like, all right, I guess we'll see what happens. I, yeah. I, I just don't, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I think, you know, this feels different than the Sterling situation in, like you said, there's no like smoking gun, there's no tape. And without the tape, it's sort of similar, almost more similar to like the Dallas Mavericks, Mark Cuban situation when it was Mm. like, okay, well there are lots of people alleging that this is like a toxic workplace where sexual harassment is just, you know, sort of rife throughout the organization. And I think ultimately what happened there, like Mark Cuban was fined and he donated to a charity and some oh, executive yeah. lost his job and, you know, maybe they lost a draft pick or two or something, but like, I, I mean, the difference I, I, is that, you know, Mark Cuban is a very famous public, uh, and sort of, you know, in some circles, at least very like admired man. Whereas Sarver is just like some fucking real estate goon, right? Like, no one... Yeah. He doesn't have a, you know, a hit TV show. He's not show. a celebrity. He's not, yeah. Like, the idea of removing Mark Cuban was kind of, like, never even on the table, Pal- it seems like, yeah. at the time. Um, it's important to have Mark Cuban in the league because he's a celebrity, whereas Robert Sarver is basically just, like, a rat. Yeah, exactly. So maybe they're, the ca- that calculation means that he's more expendable. Um but yeah, I have no idea. I don't know what the hell's gonna happen. Obviously, uh, if I if it's not already clear for the record, I um, would advocate his removal. <laughs> if that's, I'm mean, gonna go ahead and put put a stake in the ground there and uh, say that I uh, that I hope he um, yeah is not is the owner job. of a uh, of an NBA franchise any longer. But of course, mm-hmm. I could say that of the vast majority of NBA owners. So, what else is new? I- I apologize if you're picking up the uh, leaf blower outside of my apartment right now. No, no it's, it's all good. Um, yeah, I feel like, uh, you know, another thing to consider is just that, like, the culture and climate in places like New York and Los Angeles is such that, you know, it's very, like, um, palatable to be, like, politically correct. So... You know, I I just, I don't know that there would be any way for Donald Sterling to survive that situation. Mm. Um, Whereas with Robert Sarver, like, 
I don't know, like, do people, like, you know, do you know, is there, like, some sort of, like, liberal, like, demand for you know, Robert Sarver to step down? Like, it just doesn't seem like it's such a big priority. I, I don't, I don't, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what kind of right, like, public pressure in, in yeah. the state of Arizona like, are people gonna he's going to face. Are season ticket holders going to stop going to Suns games because Robert Sarver, uh, a lot like made lewd comments and like showed photos of his wife in a bikini that you know like it's like do we know if um do we know if sons and four guy has commented on the record uh about no, any of this? Is I, he... I don't know that's a great question we'll have to look yeah at that. yeah we should I'm definitely curious where sons and four guy stands on the we should reach situation. out to sons and four guy and sure. um yeah that's for next episode okay maybe yeah we can get we'll, him on we'll the follow pod. up that'd be great yeah yeah yeah, yeah. all right ben moving on Another sort of big uh, public figure in the sports media uh, was a hot topic this past week. Uh, ben Dave Portnoy uh, oh is on the Are verge doing of doing this. Is on the verge of cancellation. Ben, <laughs> oh God, no. Um, Barstool Sports founder and alt right CEO El Presidente Dave Portnoy suddenly finds himself in the crosshairs of the woke mob. Ben, mm, not um, that woke mob again. Yeah, this past week, Insider.com published an investigative piece accusing Portnoy of choking two women during uh, sexual encounters and filming them without their consent. Portnoy immediately went on the defensive, released this video, saying but, it was but a wait, hit piece. But wait, what did Barstool HR do about that? That's the question. <laughs> I don't, you know, I haven't heard from Barstool HR. Uh, mm. I do know that Portnoy and his 2.7 uh, million Twitter followers have since waged war on the piece's author, Julia Black, and yeah. global uh, EIC uh, Nicol- Nicholas Carlson at uh, Insider. Portnoy, who fans refer to as El Presidente, uh, said that the reporter had an agenda, and it has since sparked all of this vulgar and misogynistic attacks towards the writer Julia Black online. Um Ben, this is sadly a trend and a familiar scenario with women in media, especially the conservative, male-dominated, heteronormative sports media, uh, with women often at the receiving end of death threats, doxing, online harassment, often with their family, friends, coworkers getting pulled into the fray. What do we think? I mean, how, do, how does Dave Portnoy continue to not only like exist in the sports media landscape, but like thrive? Uh, amidst what has sort of always been sort of widely believed and known about him, which is he is like, at best, a terrible person, like a race-baiting misogynist who exploits people at his company, and at worst, like he's like a sex offender and should go to jail. Yeah, um, that's a good question, Chris. Uh, I think it's because he is very savvy about commanding a massive following of people, much like, uh, you know, former president of the United States, Donald Trump, where you're yeah. like, how did, how is he, because, <coughs> excuse me, there are enough people that, um, you know, can just be manipulated into like thinking like this guy's my leader and and the more he's attacked the more i actually uh want to defend him um so you know stories like this and revelations like this do nothing if anything they only increase his notoriety his spotlight his um you know his his um sort of messiah complex is you know uh um 
you know, victimhood is the word I was looking for. Um, that, that, you know, just get, it's just, it's, it's, it's red meat to, to people to be like, Oh my God. You know, it's just, it's just another fucking, you know, like chess piece in the culture war that everyone just loves to fucking play. And he's just like another figure that, you know, you can identify yourself around by either being, uh, against or for, um, and with him, it's like, I think, like, I've thought about this a lot. Like, the, the, the figures in society that are uh, the most black and white, it seems like, somehow have the most power. Like, the, the ones that are, like, like the more clearly evil you are <laughs> or the more clearly, you know, like, uh, shamelessly, right like, yeah. The, yeah, like, the, the, the easier it is for for people to identify for or against and therefore you subscribe have, or unsubscribe you have that yeah. much power yeah either you're you know a hate viewer or you're a um you know you're you're a an accolade so it's just like it, it just makes it really really easy for people uh and that's comforting in this world of gray and black and 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 nuance and and uh and vagueness to have like such a, a clear uh, thing like that that you can just like kind of gravitate to to be like oh yeah that makes me feel a certain way that's like very very obvious and therefore I want that feeling over and over again yeah I will say I think um, thinking about Portnoy in the sports world being that this is you know a basketball podcast I do think what kind of depresses the hell out of me about this situation in particular aside from obviously the poor women who got involved with him on a personal intimate basis and then had that, you know, filmed and shared on the internet is that like, there's really no good safe place, frankly, for women in sports media. Like it does seem that like women taking jobs in today's sports media landscape are basically taking their life in their hands. (laughs) And that this is like as depressing and damning an indictment as we can make about the world of men's sports in 2021, whether it's like peep show surveillance video footage of Erin Andrews changing in her hotel room while she's working college football game for ESPN or Fox sports firing its president, Jamie Horowitz over sexual harassment claims or the GMs and presidents of pro sports teams, harassing and stalking journalists and beat reporters, the, you know, the former GM of the Mets, the guy that the Mets just fired, you know, case in point. I certainly wouldn't want my daughter or niece working in the business. And that's just like a very sad reality. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Ben. <laughs> All right. Cool. M- yeah. M- moving on to more uh, NBA news. Uh, more good news, Ben. It's Neil O'Shea. Um, this past week, we got word that Blazers GM Neil O'Shea was being investigated for his workplace conduct hmm. at the team uh, practice facility. The Blazers hired an outside law firm to look into concerns raised by a non-player personnel member about O'Shea. Uh, and we actually have some breaking news. This came in just as we began recording the podcast. Portland Trailblazers president Chris McGowan has informed the team that he's stepping down. So, yeah, Olshay has, uh, you know, from what I've read, a famously bad temper. He regularly uses foul language around staff and media. After a 2017 outburst at a referee at a Blazers game, Olshay stopped sitting courtside altogether. 
Um, so I guess he just like watches Blazers games from his TV in his office. Uh, said a uh, former employee, quote, he will talk to you however he wants and treat you however he wants. People literally avoid walking his way in the office, end quote. Um, ben Olshea has always thought of himself as something of a scrappy underdog and fighter. Sure. Uh, taking something of an untraditional route to becoming one of the league's longest tenured front office execs. Hey, you got to be a fighter a, to, to get to where he yeah, is. You know, he was a soap opera actor in, in, in New York. Um, oh, I did not know that. Yeah, and then he moved to L.A. to pursue his uh, love, of, love of the game, Ben, love of basketball. He became a draft mm-hmm. scout, found his way into Mike Dunleavy's coaching staff with the Clippers, and then wound up being the GM of the Clippers, and then now uh, is, is uh, running the uh, Portland Trailblazers. Anyway, um, does he have one last stand in him, Ben? Do we think uh, he's got one last fight, or is this the end of the line for Neil O'Shea? I uh, guess we'll see just how much of a fighter he is, right? I mean, oh. um, yeah, I, um, yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I, I think that, I think that, you know, he's. Uh, I don't know. I have no real jokes or bitch sure. to do here. Uh, this guy fucking sucks. Get him out of there. Yeah. All right. Moving on. All ben, right. Uh, it's time <laughs> to talk about. The Jokic brothers. Oh boy! Oh boy! Here yes. we go. NBA MVP Nikola Jokic, Ben, and Markeith Morris got into a scuffle the other night during the Nuggets Heat game. I don't mm. know if you heard about this, Ben. Morris landed a uh, a side check to the Joker's chest area mm-hmm. as he was making a pass, and the MV and the NBA MVP retaliated by body checking Morris. Once he turned his back, benches cleared, words were exchanged, Morris and Jokic, Morris and Jokic were tossed. Um, Joker was ultimately suspended for a game with the Heat players receiving fines, but things really got testy, Ben, once the fight spilled over to social media, oh where boy. the brothers got in the mix. Mm-hmm. Yes, Ben, we're talking about the Morris and Jokic brothers, a tale as old as time. We're talking about Strahinja and Nemanja Jokic and Marcus Morris. These guys let it all hang out on the internet the other night, mm-hmm. Ben. Where the real men fight. The arena it began, known as Twitter. It began with a, uh, with a tweet from Marcus Morris who said, quote, wait till bro turned his back shake my head noted marcus morris tweeted monday night with an emoji of a pen and a hand uh this led the Jokic brothers to create a twitter account at the Jokic brothers uh who responded to marcus morris saying you wait did they not have a twitter account before this they created the twitter account just for this they created a twitter account to respond to this tweet it does not have <laughs> a profile photo yet okay they that's fo- actually amazing I they follow them. one account do you know who they follow marcus morris Jamal Murray. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, this was all confirmed by the Denver Post. Um, Mark, they, they, reply, they replied to Marcus Morris saying, quote, you should leave this the way it is. Instead of publicly threatening our brother, your brother made a dirty play first. If you want to make a step further, be sure we will be waiting for you. Double exclamation point. Signed, Jokic Brothers, period. Mm. Uh, on Tuesday, Marcus caved, tweeting back, Mama said, don't talk on social media no more. Well, there you have it. I love you, Mama. Ben, my question for you. As an unabashed mm. fan of early 90s NBA and WWF, are you happy mm-hmm. to see some violence and some martial law returning to the game you love? 
Uh, um, what do you think? Is this good for the game? Uh, no, Chris. I, I am not happy. Um, my my bloodlust has not was not even uh, remotely close to being satiated. Um, <laughs> this I wasn't saw violent that f- enough. No, I saw that photo of the Miami Heat players uh, waiting waiting in the in the in the back room and waiting in the locker room uh, behind. And I think um, new rule, folks, new rule. All right, this is one of Ben's new rules. Uh, if you wait in the uh, in the locker room, or if you wait in any sort of uh, you know back uh, backstage uh, area, um, you are then uh, contractually obligated to fight. Uh, I think I think it it needs to be no more a, photo ops. A rule that if you're there and you want and you have your photo taken. Um, <laughs> then you must uh actually um uh what's the word um drop um, the gloves yeah 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 you have to um you know sort of follow through you have to you have to to um uh what uh, consecrate uh, maybe that that consummate that consummate yes you have to consummate <laughs> uh that that intimidation um with an actual fight to the death to the death um unbelievable yeah I want a uh, a Mad Max style uh, Thunderdome, um, th- which could be set. You know, it could be wheeled out. It could be set up. On, I mean, obviously, this should happen at center court on the on the court, um, so right. that all the fans and uh, and viewers at home can can observe this. Um, and I think that there should be a fight to the death. Um, however, many players you know want to be involved, that's up to the team. I think if you are, as long as if you're in the locker room, you know, backstage, whatever, like if, you, if you're in that photo op, uh, you are you are definitely guaranteed entry into the Thunderdome. Um, and uh, you have to fight until one of the two sides has no um, has no human life left. Um, All right. And then follow up yeah. here. Fo- yeah. Follow up. So in this hypothetical uh, uh, battle to the death. Mm-hmm. Who are you favoring here between the Jokic brothers of war-torn Serbia? I mean, it's obviously the, the Jokic brothers, you know. Well, the Morris brothers are from the mean, scrappy streets oh, of Philadelphia. They're tough. But don't, don't get me wrong. They'll they'll yeah, put up a little fight, but you got the on. Jokic brothers. Yeah. And 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 where do no contest. where do the Jokic brothers and Morris brothers fit into your tough brother power rankings? So we have we know about. Horace and Harvey Grant. I'm talking mm-hmm. all-time power power ranking mm-hmm. power rankings. Horvis and Harvey Grant. Mm-hmm. Um, you got the Davis brothers, uh, Antonio and Dale. Mm, the Davis boys. Other, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Other other famous uh, brother pairings. Not quite. You know the toughness of of the Morrises or the Jokic's. You know Steph and Seth. You got Powell and Marcus Saul. Well, how the about Lopi, the Lopi? Mark Price and Brent Price. I oh, think they're wow. a sneaky. Yeah, I think I think they might be a, a dark horse. Yeah, I think um, the Jokic brothers and the Morris brothers are both really up there in terms of you know collective toughness. On, the Jokic uh, brothers are definitely up there. Um, yeah. And one thing that shouldn't be you know discounted is is the Jokic brothers. They'll be riding in on horseback, Chris. Um, no so that is an added advantage. Um, I don't believe that any of the other brother pairings are, you know, experienced fighters on on uh, on mounted horse. So, I think that will um, give them an, an advantage. added advantage. Not that they even need it, honestly. I think they'd probably be able to, you know, fare pretty well on on their own two feet. But uh, but when you add in the um, 
you know, the added power of, of, of the, uh, the equestrian element, uh, I think that's going to put them, you know, pretty, pretty comfortably over the top. All right, Ben. I hope you enjoyed the first uh, half of the podcast here. I'm mm, need yeah, it's you been, to, been great. Going to need you to buckle up because things are about to get a little bit spicy. We're gonna Ooh. we're gonna up we're gonna up the speed, up the pace, up the tempo a little bit, Ben. We're gonna introduce in the temperature. A, yep, we're gonna introduce a new segment for you here right now today, Ben. Excellent, uh, excellent. You know how I love a, new segments, Chris. It's a little game. We're workshopping a new little game. I figured I test uh, do a little pilot test with you, and then we'll bring Whammy in. You know, next week or week after. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little game we're going to be playing throughout the course of the season here on the pod, Ben, and it goes like this. Love it or list it. Uh, now, you can Ooh. think of it like this. You can think of it as sort of like a buy or sell, like or like mm-hmm. I love it versus I hate it. You can think of it like cop it versus drop it, whatever you like. Mm-hmm. Basically, the gist that's is this. That's a do, I'm, that's a don't. Yep, yep. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to be giving you an ultra spicy take Based on the early returns here from the NBA season, you'll tell me if you love the take, you're buying stock in it, or mm. if you want to list it. You put that smelly shit on the market, you're dropping yeah. that nonsense as quickly as possible. I'll, put, I'll post um, it on the, uh, on the Top Shot Marketplace. That's see right. If I can get so, top dollar for it. This will be players, teams, statistical, you know, uh, you know, statistical, uh, uh, whatever, you know, trends, narratives, whatever it is. So here it is, Fantastic. Ben. Ready, ready, ready for the, ready for the first one. Never been uh, more ben, ready than this moment. Love it or list it. Steph Curry had 50 points the other night. Golden State is atop the crowded Western Conference. They have the number one defensive rating in the NBA. Andrew Wiggins is throwing down highlight reel dunks, getting revenge on his former Minnesota Timberwolves. Clay Thompson is soon going to be rejoining the Mm. team. Uh, Ben, will the Golden State Warriors be finishing the year the number one seed in the West? Love it or list it. The Golden State Warriors will be finishing with the number one seed in the Western Conference. Love it or list it. Hmm. Um... <clears throat> Let's see here. I'm going to go ahead and love that, Chris. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah, I am. I, I do love it. I love Steph. Um, unlike Whammy, um, I uh, I do not hate his game. I think he's uh, a wonderful, delightful little sprite flying around out there. Uh, also, he happens to be on my fantasy team. Um, I was going to ask. So that, yep, that little 50-point performance was uh, a nice little boost. Um to my team and i um yeah listen i think they're you've, great um you you've owned steph a few, like didn't you have steph last season in our fantasy league as well um like you, you've had him the a few last years. one but the one before that yeah okay um, so like this is your not first this isn't your first go around with steph curry mm-mm, mm-mm, yeah have you noticed um, anything about his season this year that's different statistically from a fantasy owner perspective is there like one sort of standout category is he shooting the ball like is he just getting more shot attempts this year Mm, well, uh, not. I don't think he's doing anything really out of the ordinary. Uh, he, he's healthy, knock on wood. That's sort he's of a, the, the main thing. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he provides those points, those threes, uh, and um, you know usually shoots at a pretty pretty solid um, percentage, which is which is key because he's one of those rare you know volume point scorers who's not going to tank your field goal percentage in fantasy basketball. Um, mm. He's been getting some assists. He always picks up a couple of steals. He's kind of a sneaky steals guy. You don't really think of him as a, good, a defensive player, but 
you know, he's, uh, he's, he's racking up those little stats there. So, uh, yeah, listen, I think he's great. Um, and, uh, I'm a little worried about when James Wiseman comes back because yeah. he's, um, not good, uh, at, um, you know, helping the team win. Uh, and I have a feeling they're going to feel kind of like obligated to like, you know, play him minutes as a sure. top draft choice a couple years ago. So, um, you know, we'll sort of see what happens with that. But, uh, but I think for the most part, yeah, they're uh, they're they're looking pretty solid, and um, you know we'll have to see if if Clay uh, can come back, and I don't know whatever who uh, who really cares, but uh, yeah, they're uh, they're they're fine. They're they're probably better than any other team in the West at this point. All right, on to the next one, Ben. Love it Great. or list it. Mm. The Philadelphia 76ers yeah. are making it work without Ben Simmons. Ben, they're mm. last in the league in rebounding, but they're right mm-hmm. in the middle of the pack in the Eastern Conference playoff picture. Ben Philly lost all NBA point guard point forward Ben Simmons, who's been away from the team been away from the team demanding a trade. In his absence, the 76ers have turned into one of the top offenses offenses in the league. Um, make that the best offense in the league. They are besting the Jazz, the Warriors, the Heat, the Knicks, the Bulls. Uh, Joel Embiid hasn't even been very good yet. Seth Curry has just been a beast shooting the ball. Tyrese Maxey and Shake Milton have filled in admirably for uh, Ben Simmons. Mm -hmm. The team's true shooting percentage is among the best in the league, as is their pace. Ben, are you loving this Sixers hot start or are you listing it are you putting it up for auction what is it going to be Ben um I guess I should probably list this one because I did hear on the Hoop Collective podcast uh hosted by Brian Winhorse uh uh it was the a couple episodes ago when they had uh the two Kevins uh the Kevin boys the Kevin brothers uh Pelton and Arnovitz Arnovitz and Pelton and I believe it was Pelton who made the uh you know, observation that their shooting percentage is just like wildly, uh, you know, like everything's uh, um, going in kind of thing. Yeah. Like that. It's just a completely, uh, you know, off from, from any like average, uh, season long average. So that's probably going to be, you know, reverting to the mean at some point. Um, but maybe Seth Curry is actually a better shooter than his brother, Steph. That's, um, you know, on on, on the table. So, um, you know, I love, I love this scrappy underdog team. Um, maybe a little, a uh, little Ewing theory going on here. If I may, uh, nice. borrow from our friend Bill Simmons, um, with their, uh, you know, the, their, their, their loss of one star, um, in fact is, uh, is a, is a plus, uh, a, 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 an addition by subtraction, if you will. So, um, yeah, I don't see any need, uh, for Ben to, uh, to have to play for the team. Although I do, uh, continue to, uh, advocate for his, um, uh, lifetime contract, um, with the organization. Uh, I believe yeah, he could act extension. as a, a brand ambassador. Perhaps yeah. he can get, um, you know, on the, um, maybe the play by play, uh, in the play by play booth, uh, something like that. that. I feel like incredible. he's, yeah. Um, or he could just be like kind of a, you know, like a PA, um, like uh, announcer. Maybe he could come out and rev, rev the crowd up. You know, before games and at halftime, maybe he could be like a halftime entertainment um, type type of uh, attraction. Uh, so I think there's lots of ways that they can still utilize Ben. I don't want them to trade him. I want them yep. to extend his contract um, for the remainder of his life. All right, Ben. Moving on. Love it or list it, Ben. Mm. Bean Town. 
mm-hmm. is in Already full. Already loving that. Is in full rebuild. Is in full rebuild mode. Ben, mm. the Celtics are now sub five hundred. It's time, Ben, to ship Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum out of town. Bring yeah. Brad Stevens back down from the principal's office to jumpstart the youth movement mm-hmm. and teach the next wave of leprechaun loving lads in Boston. Ben, do we love this or or do we want to list it? Is it time oh. to? Is it time to 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 jumpstart the youth movement and 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 uh, you know kickstart the rebuild or do they need to stay the course? Of course, I love that, Chris. Um, I think it is time to hand the keys to Peyton Pritchard. Um, yes. Obviously, you've got to keep Al Horford there. He is a veteran presence. He's a locker room guy. He's he'll be a great mentor. Uh, Showing to, Robert to Williams some, the ropes. Yeah, Romeo Langford. Uh, is he is he still on the team? Um, I think so. Yeah, I think he's he's got a lot of potential, a lot of upside there. Um, so, yeah, I think they're going to be a really fun, you know, listen, they're not going to win a lot of games for sure, but they're going to be fun to watch. They're going to be running around there like they're in a, you know, playing in the backyard back when they were kids. And uh, they've got a love for the game and a real uh, zest and spirit to them. Um, and I think they'll be a real treat um, for the denizens of Beantown to uh, to watch. Like I said, you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna have a playoff team on your hands for probably a solid decade or two. Mm. But it's they're still gonna be really entertaining. Uh, it's always fun to see those uh, those young kids develop and grow from children into men. All right, Ben, love it or list it. Mm. The Toronto Raptors, Ben are a problem they are an absolute conundrum Mm. in the eastern conference before losing before losing to the nets the other night ben the raptors had peeled off five wins in a row they recently added pascal siakam back to the lineup you know the deal with the raptors ben they're they're fiends on the defensive end with siakam back in the mix maybe he shoulders some of the offensive load makes life a bit easier for fred van vliet and scotty barnes Mm. soon goran Dragic will get in the mix as a scorer off the bench ben are Mm. you buying the raptors as an eastern conference playoff squad someone that can make some noise in may and june or are you listing nick nurse's squad I am loving that uh, that Ooh. squad. Um, yeah, loving uh, loving Coach Dork. Um, he's back mm-hmm. in the power seat. Um, he's flashing some dazzling fits on the sidelines, and um, I think I think they've got their swagger back. You know, I think yeah. uh, I think the South Beach, uh, wherever they were last year, the the, the Florida, the Tampa Raptors. Um, yeah, not quite South Beach. The the cooler city uh, in Florida. Um, yeah, I think that um, that they are just really happy to be back home, um, back up in the north, and I think that they, uh, yeah, I think they're going to make some noise. You know, listen, this was a, a very, very good team uh, not long ago, and um, yeah, they lost Kyle Lowry um, to uh, to South Beach, in fact. Um, but uh, it's funny, I guess maybe uh, never thought about this, but maybe maybe uh, Kyle's uh, getting a taste for that Florida sunshine last season. Yeah. It might have been, um, yeah, might might have been the thing that, yeah. that convinced him. Um, but luckily, they retain their uh, their other guys. Um, obviously, we we all love Scotty Barnes, uh, Scotty Too Hotty, as I like to call him. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, OG's looking like a, like the star OG. we were all uh, hope, hoping for. Um, so yeah, they're going to be good for a long time. Uh, I'm a little dismayed by the Chris Boucher uh, mm. experiment. Um, 
I feel I feel bad for that guy um, and anyone who drafted him in fantasy basketball. I did not this year, uh, although he was great for me last season, that's for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm hoping that that uh, Nick can let uh, can let Chris out of the doghouse um, at some point. But other than that, I'm I'm loving everything about this team. Sure. All right, Ben, love it or list it. Wilson is to blame for the early season struggles of stars like James Harden, Bradley Beal, and Damian Lillard. Ben, compared to the same point in previous seasons, the three-point percentage is at its lowest since the 2015-16 season, and we've seen marquee NBA stars struggling to adapt. Some have pointed to the officiating, but another theory has surfaced, Ben, the new Wilson game ball. After 38 years, the NBA and its longtime provider of uh, the orange and leather Spalding has parted ways and the NBA has inked a new deal with Wilson. Um, This brought in this new game ball. Wilson is adamant that their ball is a virtual replica of the Spalding one, but some players don't agree. Quote, it's a different basketball. It doesn't have the same touch and softness that the Spalding one had, said Paul George in a recent post-game interview. Quote, and you'll see this year, it's going to be a lot of bad misses. I think you've seen a lot of air balls so far this season. Ben, everyone from Jason Tatum to Damian Lillard to Bradley Beal seems to be struggling to find the basket. Are you loving this explanation for all the missed shots, or is this a bunch of hogwash? And do you want to list it? And are the players, uh, do the players just need to get back in the gym and put in the work? What's it going to be, Ben? Are you loving this explanation or are you listing it? Uh, I am going to put this one on the marketplace, Chris. I am listing it. I am listing wow. the heck out of this one. Yeah, I'm looking Ooh. for I'm looking for that Royal. highest bidder. I'm looking for that highest bidder. Let me know if you got an offer. Send it okay. my way. Um yeah, you know, my, uh, my father, Kevin Craw, um, recently uh, told me a, a proverb, um, which he's repeated a few times uh, to me over the years, which is, uh, a bad workman blames his tools. You ever heard that one, Chris? A bad workman blames bad. his tools. Um, yeah, you can't, you can't uh, listen, anytime your performance is suffering or you're, you're not able to succeed in life, you, you got to look within. You can't, you can't be uh, look looking... looking outside uh for for excuses um you know and, and again as brian windhorse has said sometimes you're not feeling 100 or, or sometimes you're not feeling 100 uh 100. i believe um but you still got to get up and and grind and put in that work um so i think these guys damian lillard paul george bradley beal i say get back in that gym uh if you don't like mm-hmm. the ball guess what you're gonna have to like it because that's the ball so, uh, so maybe, uh, you know, maybe sleep with it. Maybe, maybe try, um, carrying it around, uh, like sure. a baby, um, sure. for a few weeks, uh, to get a little bit more used to that feel, whatever it takes, maybe put it under your shirt, um, and pretend that you're pregnant with it, um, okay. for, you know, for, for post-game interviews or, uh, airplane trips or whatever it is, you gotta, you gotta get to know that ball. You gotta feel that ball inside of you uh become one with the ball and uh and i think if they do that then uh they'll see some results uh pretty quickly there you have it ben love it or list it the new orleans pelicans are growing increasingly concerned about zion williamson still out several more weeks 
who now has checked in weighing more than 300 pounds. Then on media day, Pelicans lead exec David Griffin announced that Williamson broke his foot earlier in the summer, then underwent surgery. Griffin initially thought the team would have Zion back by the regular season opener. He's now still several weeks away. There's some concern among team personnel that Zion's heavier frame uh, makes him more susceptible to injury. He typically plays around 280 pounds. Team sources say he is well north of 300 pounds. Ben, hardly a secret where I stand on this issue. Are we loving or or listing Zion's new waistline? Uh, loving it, obviously. Yeah. Um, obviously. No kink yeah. shaming here. We love our large lads. Uh, you gotta Zion. be whatever size you wanna be in this life, you know? Yes. We only get one we only get one trip around this uh, whatever you call it, uh, the sun. Yeah. The sun, sure. Um, sure. <laughs> so I think you gotta you gotta make the most of life. You gotta live every day yeah. like it's your last. Um and enjoy yourself. Living your best life, right, Ben? Yeah, live your best life. Exactly, that's the phrase. So, um, I think Zion, as long as he's comfortable, as long as he feels good, if, as long as he feels he- healthy and beautiful, um, I think that he should um, just shut out all that other nonsense, all that noise, and um, just do you know, do you, you know, treat do yourself. you, baby. Yeah. Yep. So I'm loving it. Um, I just Me hope too. he doesn't feel any pressure. Uh, yeah. to uh, to come back and do what what other people want him to do ultimately, you know, because you got it. It's not not important. Ben, love it or list it. This week we heard from Alex Caruso about how the mm. Bulls recruited him, <laughs> how we gave Lakers how we gave the Lakers a chance to match, and ultimately wound up in Chicago. The Bulls have a newfound sense of purpose and energy with Alex leading the way. Ben, do we love this or are we listing it? Is Chicago primed? For a top four playoff seed with Alex Caruso, um, I love this. I love it for Alex. Yeah. Um, I also love it um, because I don't know. I think a, a sort of like uh, underappreciated aspect of this story is uh, is that that um, that little uh, nugget of, of news about Alex and his um, uh, you know contract situation. Uh, was uh, was uh, elicited by a friend of the pod, JJ Redick, and his um, his podcast, The Old Man and the Three, which yes. obviously I, we we recommend all of our listeners to stop listening to this podcast right now and and go and seek out JJ's podcast yeah. if you haven't already. Wonderful stuff. And JJ, you know, he's a bit of a, a mischief maker. Um, I think that uh, that he kind of relishes, uh, you know needling management a little yeah. bit here and there um and uh and 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 you know causing a, a little a little kerfuffle when he can mm-hmm. um he uh he famously kind of uh, uh revealed some some uh, details of his own contract situation with uh the aforementioned uh, david griffin down in uh, new orleans and um and I just love that, you know, JJ, you know, he's retired now. He's not, you know, he's not on the court, but he's still in the mix, you know. Um, yeah. He's, he's still, he's still uh, you know, leaving a, leaving a mark on the game. And, um, yeah, so I love it for JJ. I love it for Alex. He looks great in that number six Bulls jersey with the headband. Um, he also is on yeah. my fantasy team. So oh, that, really? uh, that six steal performance the other night, uh, thank Steals you very much. king. Yeah, I think yeah. he's. What is he averaging? Almost like three steals a game or something. It's something like, yeah, it's like ridiculous. unheard yeah. of. Unheard yeah, he's of. had like multiple four steal games, a five steal game, and a six steal game. 
so yeah, those kind of numbers, uh, you know, you know what that does to me. Uh, so yep. uh, yeah, very happy for Alex. Very happy for Chicago. Um, I mean. It's weird how I, you know, as a child, I, you know, was clearly not a fan of the Chicago Bulls franchise. Um, they were my tormentor, my abuser. Um, <laughs> but now that I am a an enlightened, you know, more mature man, um, I got to say, this is a fun, fun bunch of players. Yeah. And even some of those older teams, I'm finding a newfound appreciation for, Chris. I don't know if this was on your list of, of loving or leaving, so I don't want to um, spoil anything for later. But the... The Horace Grant, uh, Scotty mm. Pippen uh, uh, t- tidbit that came out. Yeah, uh, tell us about sh- this. Okay, okay, let me get into this real quick. So, um, I know this is kind of going off on a tangent uh, from our from our game here, but let me pull this up. Um, so, this was this recently was revealed in a GQ piece, um, correct? Uh, yeah, was it a GQ piece? Um, GQ Sports or something? Or maybe I'm thinking. I don't even. Or, I don't no, even. Or, I didn't. No, it's it was from. Um, like, uh, what's the big basketball magazine that we used to read as kids? Slam magazine, I think. So, was it a slam article? Okay. Something like that. I, I didn't even see the, the source of it, but I just saw this, um, a little, uh, little excerpt tweeted, uh, sort of screenshot it without a, a link. So I, I didn't follow the link, but the, uh, the excerpt that I read from, um, from Miles Brown on Twitter, um, was, uh, quote, the relationship between the two rookies became an infatuation of sorts. Scotty is like my twin brother, explained Grant, who already had a twin brother, Harvey, also an NBA player. Pippin became his surrogate twin. The two shopped together, double-dated together, drove the same type of car, and lived near each other in suburban Northbrook. They even got married a week apart and served as each other's best man. It was the kind of relationship that cast an odd bent to the Bulls' already awkward chemistry. Scotty called in one day and skipped practice because his cat died, recalled former trainer Mark Feel. File? Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Um, <clears throat> Horace called about 15 minutes later and said he was with Scotty because of the grieving. Johnny Bach, our assistant coach, was absolutely furious. He got Horace on the phone and said, you get here. You ought to throw the cat in the garbage can. Horace, when the team got together, wanted to have a moment of silence for Scotty's cat. So, you know, yeah. his, history and hindsight, it's such a weird thing. Um, mm-hmm. I, if I had a, a, a time machine, Chris, and I could go back in time and tell my 11-year-old self in 1994, hey, hey Ben, um, you know which two players you're, you're going to like fall in love with, like deeply, passionately and in like, love with in the year 2021? Um, Scotty Pippen and Horace Grant on the Chicago Bulls. I would be like, uh, older Ben, what, what, what are you talking about? That doesn't make any sense at all. Go back in your time machine. It's clearly broken. I don't know who you are. Get out of here. Um, but it's true. That is, that is the case. Um, that is how this has played out. I love Horace Grant and I love Scotty Pippen. Um, wow. and, um, yeah, I'm not, a sh- I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to, to say that I've Any- been able to grow and change with them. Anything is possible, Ben. Kevin Garnett. Yeah. All right. Really is. We are back. Love it or list it, Ben. Carl Anthony Towns this week denied liking a tweet with a hashtag free cat saying, quote, his account was hacked. Uh, ben Towns said that his agent woke him up with a phone call this past week explaining that a tweet was liked with a hashtag free cat 
and his social media manager was at the hospital with his father at the time, and his agent doesn't use uh, Twitter. Um, saying, quote, I know Chucky didn't do it because he was in the hospital with his dad. I know he didn't have time to do that. Jess never uses it, so got hacked. Easy thing, <laughs> fixed my password. Sorry to the Wolves fans. I ain't want to cause no hysteria or anything like that, but just know I'm very happy. I know we're on a skid, so it came at the worst possible time. That little hacking. Just know I'm very happy here. I'm excited to hopefully build more years here, not just this year. End quote. Ben, do we love this explanation from Carl, <laughs> or are we listing it and putting disgruntled Carl Towns on the trading block? Hmm. This is a tough one. Um, I mean, it's a simple explanation. He was hacked, okay? Not yeah. a big deal. Yeah, it is It is weird how hackers tend to, like, do these these little acts of terrorism that are, like, very, High, very, very specific. Um, High-level yeah. hacking, the objective was, let's get into Carl Towns' phone, mm-hmm. like a tweet, one tweet with a free cat hashtag, and then get the hell out of there. We're not yeah, interested. No other in, messages. Nothing. To we don't want to get into gonna, his bank account, get a social security mm-mm. number, and nothing like that. We just want to do a little. And it's just uh, one little social goof. media liking. Yep. Yeah, one little prank just to throw a little, uh, little fly in the ointment. Um, sure. Yeah, I mean, listen, that hacker knows what he's doing. He knows exactly how to maximize uh, chaos on social media, and. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and love it. I yeah, uh, I love I think, this. Yeah, I think I think the cat. Um, you know, I'm glad he changed his password. It could happen to anybody. It happened to me one time, and I don't know. I was sending weird messages to people I hadn't been in touch with, and so you know, hey, listen, it's uh, it's just one, he one did of the a, he realities did, of yeah, modern life. He did a follow up tweet and said, "Quote: Just changed my password. Period. We solid on here now." And then he tweeted the little emoji for a lock. So uh, I think uh, we're, we're very, yeah, problem is solved. All right, yeah. Ben, moving on. Love it or list it. Bing bong. The mm-hmm. New York Knicks are dead? <laughs> stick quite, quite. a fork in them. Yeah, stick a fork in them, Ben. Kemba Walker, Evan Fournier, um. RJ Barrett, Julius Randle, and Mitchell Robinson have played 205 minutes together, and they have a net rating of negative 15 with a horrific defensive rating of 121.7. Ben, Mm. is it time to stick a fork in Gotham's most beloved basketball club, or is this just an early season hiccup that that Coach Tom can smooth out? Are you loving it or listing it? What are you doing here with the New York Knicks? Um, just to be clear, uh, Bing Bong, if, if I'm listing it, I'm saying that they're not, uh, you're, they're okay. you're, you're, you're saying, I love it. The Knicks are dead. That's correct. Or you're mm-hmm. listing that take and saying, no, give them some time. Coach Tom will figure it out. Yeah. Obviously I'm listing that one, Chris. Bing Bong. Wow. Coach, Coach Tom, you know, he's, he's going to get this figured out. Um, All right. Showing, no, uh, no problem there. Uh, Kemba. You know he'll 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 uh, he's just shaking off some of that Wilson ball rust, you know. Okay. Um, but he's going to do the trick that I mentioned earlier um, by you know putting the ball against his bare skin. Um, oh, sleeping with it, yeah, 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 like a like a mother does to a newborn baby, and um, and I think he'll yeah he'll sort that out quickly. Obviously, Mitch is going to be fine. We love Mitch, and 
RJ Barrett, uh, according to some weird, obscure stats that Tommy Beard digs up on a regular basis, I believe he's going to be uh, a top five basketball player in NBA history. RJ, that's right. That's right. Yeah. All right, Ben. <clears throat> Showing faith. I love that. Love it are listed here, Ben. Injuries are beginning to take a toll on Lakers swingman LeBron James, Ben, and it's leading to an early season crisis in Tinseltown. The Bubble King has suffered an abstrain in a uh, suffered an abstrain in a must-win game against the Houston Rockets, and now has been on the shelf for a week. Ben, are you buying or selling? Are you loving or listing? It's time for the washed king to hang up his cape and crown and begin pre-production on the next Space Jam film. Do you love that or do you want to list it? Uh, I'll love it. I'll love it uh, mostly because I want to see that new Space Jam as soon as possible. So I'm not, I do not want to wait any longer. Um, You know, I know he has uh, obligations to the team, um, but... um, do we know how old is his son now? Is he is he coming into his the league? Son, Any? Yeah. yeah, his son is like a sophomore or junior in high school. He's not. He's like he's, probably like he's getting a close. year or two away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we're thinking LeBron's probably gonna gonna you know at least uh, hang on until then. Um, I mean, I I think it would be kind of fun to see him play with his son. So. Yeah. I don't know, maybe I'll go a half half love half list. Okay. Uh, if there's any way that he can make Space Jam during the season. That's that's really that's that's the best of both worlds right there. All right, Ben, new segment, uh, another new one that we're testing out. I didn't run this one by you. Mm. Are we so, done with Lover to Listed? Uh, here we go. We're done with Lover to Listed. How was Lover uh, to Listed? Did you enjoy that? Uh, I loved it, Chris. I'm going to yeah, love that. Yeah, I think yeah, that's you did really well. Yeah, um, new segment here. So you, Ben, are a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what happens. You know what it's like. When your son starts breaking out in cold sweats, maybe he starts panting, maybe he's fanning himself, maybe his forehead's burning up, he complains mm-hmm. about aches and pains, he's got a throbbing headache. What do we do, Ben? We say, uh, son, it's time for a temperature check. Mm. This, Ben, is called temperature check. So, Ben, Ooh. it's temperature check time. Uh, how nervous are you, Ben? How nervous are you about the Los Angeles Lakers? This is a team that is nearing the bottom of the league in three-point attempts. They have allowed uh, Alex Caruso, Dennis Schroeder, Kyle Kuzma, KCP, Montrose Harrell, all these guys to walk out the door and brought in a series of aging perimeter shooting vets. Ben, where is your temperature at with regards to LeBron and the Lakers? Are you nervous or are you feeling okay? Uh, yeah, and I, and, and I need uh, specifically a number on the thermometer. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm. I'm probably gonna have to have to go to the doctor, Chris. I'm. I'm hitting like a 104. Oh, you're burning point. up. Yeah, I'm like 103.5, 104. <sighs> so I'm gonna have to stay home from school. And um, yeah, I got to tell you the the Alex Caruso situation. Um, I think it's going to come back to bite him. Uh, Good player. I think, he would definitely. Yeah. He would. He would play for the Lakers right now, and, it would, and yeah, he would be helpful. Yeah, turns out um, there was reason why you know he was starting games in the NBA Finals for them because he's actually pretty good. Um, but uh, you know, I guess you can't you can't give every good player uh, more than 
15 million dollars for two years that would be sure. you know fool, foolish spending Blasphemous. so yeah 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 gotta tighten those belts in these tough right. times so gonna keep pushing the pace here ben Temp- sure, sure. checking your temperature james harden mm. james harden over his nba career ben james harden has shot about 36 percent from three and about 51 percent from two to start this season he's shooting about 40 percent from three better but his accuracy on two-pointers is all the way down to 39% due to his inability to finish at the rim and in the short mid-range. Some of Harden's issues seem related to his injuries, and he had obviously that devastating hamstring hamstring strain last year. Doesn't seem to be fully recovered from that, so that's likely hindering his explosiveness. But the NBA rule changes, Ben are also affecting his shooting. Harden has said he feels like officials are targeting him, making him an example, and he's just not getting those foul calls when he drives to the basket and draws contact. Ben, how will James Harden, uh, will James Harden's health improve? Can he adapt to the change in officiating? Where is your temperature at here? Uh, I'm at a cool 98.3 on this one. Okay. Yeah. I think he'll be fine. I think he's, he's going to be right. Get, yeah. You know, I, he didn't, he, I guess the hamstring injury, he said he wasn't able to, to train or, or practice much in the off season. Right. So, you know, it'll take a little time to get his legs under him, adjust to the new rules. But you know, the guy's a genius. He's, he's a, he's a, you know, a master. So he'll, he'll, he'll put, put the pieces together and, and, and do his, uh, you know, his m- mental calculations to, to figure out how to, how to, uh, hack this, this game, just like he did the, uh, the previous one. And, um, also I think that, um, uh, going completely, uh, g- uh taking off all of his clothes, uh, completely naked and, um, and getting in a hot tub with the ball, uh, huh. with a nice glass of champagne, uh, perhaps some, some soft music playing, uh, sure. you know, just the right kind of lighting, um, he needs to spend an evening with that, with that Wilson ball and, uh, get to know it a little better, a little more, uh, okay. intimately, uh, if you know what I mean, Chris. All right. Um, yeah. I, I, and, okay. uh, I think that would help a lot, uh, to get those percentages up. Yeah. All right, Ben, checking your temperature here on a certain Boston college Eagle. Oh boy. Ben, it's Reggie Jackson, your mm. favorite Ben. Last it's been year. been so long since we've talked about Reggie. Last year, Reggie shot 45% from the field and 43% from three. This year, he has dropped all the way down to 39% in the mid-range and 35% from three. Reggie's scoring is way up. He's, he's, he's putting in about 18 points a game versus last year's 10 points a game, but he's much less efficient. Um, ben was last year's shooting accuracy an outlier. Where is your temperature here with Boston College Eagle Reggie Jackson? I'm at about 84 degrees, Chris. Wow. Cool cool as a cucumber over here. Not worried at um, all, folks. Nope, nope. No, um, not worried at all. No one's yeah. going to the doctor here. Reggie, uh, put on your sneakers. You're going to school. Nope. My temperature is in the low 80s and uh, dropping precipitously. Um, all right. Reggie's going to be just fine. This golden eagle will fly high uh, once again. And uh, don't be surprised if he uh, powers that team all the way to the... Western Conference Finals. You heard it here first, folks. All right, I'm going to give you a couple more, and then we will uh, wrap it up here. Then uh, Damian Lillard. Mm. Uh, in addition to uh, Damian Lillard's three-point shooting uh, being way off, his mm-hmm. three throw, 
free throw attempts are all the way down. He's only visiting the line about three times a game versus last season when he'd get there about seven times. Lillard's been one of the poster boys for the officiating changes. But as with Harden, maybe the bigger concern here is that the refs are... uh, uh, maybe maybe the bigger concern than uh, the refs with Lillard is his health. He's now dealing with an abdominal strain. Lillard's never missed more than nine games in a season, but that might finally change this year. Ben, I got to know your temperature. How are you feeling here about Damian Lillard? Yeah, I'm at about 109, 110. Uh, oh, my I Lord. Got, yeah, it's not good. Um, 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 put me in the ice bucket, Chris, because, uh, yeah, I got him on my fantasy team. Oh, you're burning uh, up. Yeah, and I gotta say, uh, you know, he's he's putting together some okay games, um, but that injury risk, you know, unlike Harden, it's not something that I think is getting better with time. I think it's yeah. going to be getting worse with time. And right. um, if he decides at some point, like, you know what, let's just call it, and I'll and I'll get some some surgery. I don't, I don't know what you do for an abdominal strain. Is there a procedure for that, or is, is wow. it just rest? Um, I I actually urge him to. Stop now. Take the next two months off, three months if you need to, and just come back ready and uh, and and at the peak of your powers. Uh, come uh, playoff time, not NBA playoff time. I mean uh, fan- fantasy playoff time. So that last uh, three four weeks of the season, uh, I'm gonna need you, Dame. Uh, gonna need you real bad. So uh, please take care of yourself and um, yeah, and uh, hopefully that uh, my 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 temperature can. Uh, lower a little bit right now because i think i only have a few hours to live at this point all right ben one or two more you only got a couple hours left michael porter jr ben your boy mpj of course refused vaccination uh and landed the big bucks in the offseason ben but unfortunately he is off to a terrible start this year let's start with looking at his shooting numbers uh Last few years, Ben, he's been around 42% from three, really good, around 50, 52% from the field, 80% from the line. Uh, last year, he put up 19 points a game, seven rebounds. This year, he's shooting 20% from three, 30% from the field, 55% from the line. He is putting up 10 points a game, Ben. MPJ has always been a health risk. He's now out for the, quote, foreseeable future with a back injury. He's had serious health history, uh, has a serious health history with uh, back ailments going back to college. Ben, how concerned are you about MPJ's outlook this season? It's time to check your temperature. I'm going to put that thermometer in your mouth. Tell me what it says. Yeah, it's pretty high, Chris. Um, I think I, uh, I think I might be breaking the uh, the instrument on this one. Oh, um, no. Yeah, I. Boy, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's not that high. I think what what Michael needs to do, it's really simple. He needs to open that bedroom closet and mm-hmm. pull out a an aqua blue tuxedo <laughs> with yeah. a bright pink floral cummerbund. And he needs to put that bad boy on, um, and then he needs to take that Wilson ball and put it in a, uh, a, I I wouldn't say trashy, but maybe a little revealing, uh, but, but tasteful, um, evening dress, uh, of some kind, um, you know, whatever sort of suits his fancy, I guess, um, And then he needs to, to take that ball by the hand and lead it into a stretch limousine 
and um, maybe put on some some Pitbull, something like that, um, <laughs> on the uh, on the limousine uh, speaker sound system, and uh, just tell that driver, you know where to take us. We're going to prom, um, wow. and he needs to wine and dine that Wilson basketball, uh, and uh, you know take it onto the dance floor. Uh, you know, do, do some moves, do some, <laughs> some, some choreography with it. Um, maybe, uh, yeah. maybe bring it over to the, you know, after a, a few, uh, you know, real, real good songs on the dance floor, maybe kind of usher it off to the side of the gymnasium, you know, maybe in a dark corner. Whisper uh, some sweet nothings. Exactly. Yeah. You, you know where this is going. Um, sure. but I think, um, I think, I think that could really help a lot. And, um, and maybe uh, while he's at it, uh, maybe maybe he should modify that cummerbund a little bit so it has a uh, one of those like weightlifter uh, back braces uh, on it. Oh wow! Uh, okay. on, on the backside, you know, because that very could, nice. That could help his um, his health situation. Um, All right, but yeah. Final final temperature temperature check here for you, Ben. Mm. Jason Tatum. Mm. Ben Jason Tatum is having a nightmarish start yeah. to the season, according to Basketball Reference. Uh, last year, Tatum made about 73% of his shots from three feet or in. This year, Ben, that number is down to 49%. He's missing more than half of his layups and dunks, Ben. Uh, he's been around 40% for his career from three. This year, he's down to 30%. He's shooting under 40% from the field. Now, Jalen Brown is hurt with a hamstring uh, injury, meaning Tatum will have his hands on the ball even more. Ben, is Jalen Brown's ailment the antidote, the remedy to turn around Jason Tatum's early struggles? What's your body temp, Ben? Um, I don't know. Uh, it's a hundred and... It's just a hundred. It's a flat hundred, but it's... It's not... That's not 98. I mean, yeah, you got a fever. Yeah, it's not 98. Yeah, you a got, slight one. I'm, I'm out. You got one. a slight fever. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's... Uh, um, I don't know. I don't really have much of a, a take on that one, I gotta say. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, we'll finish up here, Ben, with uh, Parent Corner. If if you have something for us for Parent Corner, now's the time to let it rip. You give us a tale, tell us something absolutely batshit and hilarious about the uh, world of parenting this week. Mm. Um, and if you don't have anything, you know, you want to wait till next week, that's fine too. Yeah, uh, let's see. Not not that much going on this week. Um, uh, we've been uh, giving my son some antibiotics for a double ear infection. Uh, oh, so, wow. yeah, that's. Uh, but he's getting better. Uh, the cough is subsiding a little bit. Um, so yeah, that's kind of not that not that fun. I'm afraid this week. Um, I. Uh, I'll, I'll just say I'm, I'm saving my ammo for uh, for Whammy's return to, to Parent Corner <laughs> okay. before I, yeah. All right, we're all excited for that. All right, Ben, this was uh, fun as always. Till next time, thanks for listening to Swish FM. Enjoy the hoops, and Ben, we'll see you on the other side. Of course, Chris. Uh, this was a blast, and it's always fun. Always fun to do the pod. You can listen to Swish, Swish. Swish FM. Swish FM. Swish FM. Swish FM. Swish FM.